Friends like Larry Johnson, I don't need no enemies, do I? Amen. May, uh, may have to, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if uh, I sent a fellow there at the funeral yesterday, it, that mama pitied me for the last, said, I've been pitied rotten for the last three or four weeks, but I'm about to get tired of it. He said, I'd give anything for a little pitting. <laughs> Amen. So I've been overly blessed. I'd, Charge or nothing extra for it. Uh, you muted it. You muted it. I muted it. I need to wake it up. Oh, snap. Hey. Hey. This technology, I got it down pat, my friend. Y'all turn over to Colossians. I got a message. That God give me, and I didn't realize it all till till I started reading the Word, and it all tied right in with some of what I've been through the last month. God knows what He's doing. Colossians chapter 4, probably read the first four verses. Pray for us. I've took a little coal on top of everything else. Amen. God's been good to me. The message God's laid on my heart is seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. Y'all know I've been on a iodine diet, no salt. Janet was real strict. She said, all you can have, and she laid me out. A little piece of tenderloin about like that. And Bill brought it to us. A piece of tenderloin without any salt. Ain't nothing but a piece of old meat. I mean, it's just plain old meat. It's just plain old hog. And as God began to deal with me on this, and finally Janet, she went and bought, she said, this is non-iodized salt, and I can, might let you have a little bit of that. Just a, a flake or two of salt is worth a fortune. I never realized how much. Till I tried to do totally without it. Y'all know, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't know yet, but you will. <laughs> Amen, as time goes on. Yeah, just a little flake of salt. And I thought in our churches, seasoned with the Spirit of God, 
we hear messages, great messages, that's not seasoned with the Holy Ghost. And I found that just a little simple song or just a simple word or two seasoned with the Holy Ghost and move mountains. You've had somebody come by your house and try to persuade you to come to church and they ain't living right. I remember a preacher threatening to shoot me one time. That's back when I was a motorcycle rider. Several years later, and he didn't know it, but he came to my house to invite me to church. Don't you know he got through to me? The old man's dead now. I thought that same man that threatened to shoot me, and I was wrong. I was wrong. On my motorcycle, now he was preaching then. Now he wants me to come to church. So we've got to make sure our words are seasoned with salt. On our job, wherever we're at. Let me read the scripture. Never realized how important. I think I've even tried to preach on salt. But not like this. Not like this. Somebody's going to get this. Amen. Fourth chapter of Colossians started the first verse. He said, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. I preached that in the sheriff's department. Amen. Don't put your badge on. Think you're a holier now. There's somebody over you. Amen. There's preacher get in the pulpit thinks he's holding there, he'll fall flat of his face. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to know something this morning. I'm your servant. <laughs> Amen. I'm just your servant. I ain't your master. I'm just your servant. He said continue in prayer. We've backed off on that. The word said continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, glory to God. We don't continue in prayer. Hey, we don't watch like we need to watch. Larry mentioned it this morning. Amen. A prayer and fasting, glory to God. And sometimes we pray and we hadn't fasted or give up something for the glory of God. And I found out uh, us older folks on medication, it's not easy to fast. But I'd like to tell you something, old folks. There's some things that we can give up. It might not be a biscuit or a gravy, but we can give up something for the glory of God. God, I want to lay this down that I might hear from heaven. Amen. I want to be seasoned with salt. I want to be seasoned with salt. And he said that I may, that 
I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. I'm going to tell you something. Honey, we need to make every word count. Every move that we make, we need to know that it's for the glory of God. That it ain't just to satisfy self or to lift up self, but it be for the glory of Almighty God. Neighbor, what we are saved for today is to glorify God. Give God praise, honor, and glory. I'm going to tell you, church is for my benefit. Church, when I am down and out of heart, I remember a service where something went on for the glory of God. I remember a testimony. Glory to God. I remember a funeral. I remember a soul getting saved. I remember when I was so far down and God picked me up. I remember laying in this floor. Amen. I believe before the church was built on to and heard a word from our son in over two weeks. We were in revival. I was laying in the floor crying out to God and God spoke to my heart. He said, he's in trouble, but he's alive. Can I tell you something? God can take care of your worries. Only God can lift, lift you up above the veil of worry and the troubles of this old world. Amen. God is able today to take care of you. And when you're in a valley, if you've been where God wants you to be, He'll bring it back to your remembrance. Hey, we need some services seasoned with salt, seasoned with the Holy Ghost, power of God. We need some movements, as Rogers gave us a testimony, that my heart has come from 30-something to 50-something. Glory be unto God. I don't know about mine for sure yet, but I feel from the bottom of my heart that I'm cancer-free. I believe it from the bottom of my heart. I believe that it's cut out, burn away, and God finished the work. God finished the work. Amen. I may never talk no better. Amen. But God has added some days, maybe years to my life. Praise His holy name. He said, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance. He said for us to pray, Paul asking, he said, for pray for me, pray for me that God will open a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds that he's in bonds to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the mystery of Christ. We preached a little yesterday about Paul had a zeal. Then he got saved, and he got the knowledge of Almighty God. Today, honey, we don't have the knowledge of the mystery of God. We worry about things we can't handle. When God said, I've done got this. I've saved you so. I've touched your body. I've given you assurance 
promise that I'll be with you. Why are you worrying about this? Why are you not giving it to me? My sickness, my trouble, my children, why are we not giving it to God? You know, I fear Janet there. I don't fear Janet, just that mouth. Amen. So I told Larry, I said, you have her to come up because she'd be mad at me. <laughs> and then he get up, my brother, and say, this is Bill's idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can tell you love me. Yeah. It'll come back to him on him. It'll come back to him. Yeah, but think we need it seasoned with salt. Maybe we don't realize what our spouse means to us, husband or wife. We don't realize till they depart, till they've got to go. I thought about Shirley yesterday, and you know, and I, th I thought about the kids, and you know, and I bet every one of you thought the last words maybe you said to Daddy, or did I hug his neck? the last time or did I tell him I loved him did, did we where's Gary this morning tell him his seat's empty amen you know today we need to fill our seats in the house of God you know how I get seasoned <laughs> Andy you do too we come to the house of God I watched Andy I believe Wednesday night and the boy couldn't hardly Lift his feet, but he come on to the house of God. Feels so bad. I know he feels like he's 45 or 50 years old. Feels so bad he can't hardly walk, but he's there. Somebody sitting back there feels good, and they say it looks like Andrew shout once in a while. Andy's done his shouting. Won't you shout? Why don't you enjoy it? Amen. Why don't we uh, season our soul? Boy, this is a message, and I'm going to preach it. It may take me an hour, but I'm going to preach it. Amen. Amen. And he said, With all praying, also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, that it manifest the word of God. Amen. And, the, and he said in the fifth verse, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. The Bible tells us, to walk in wisdom to those sinners, those that are without out of church. In other words, what he's saying for us to be a, a light, we need our conversation on the job, not flying off the handle, but we need it seasoned with salt. We need it seasoned with salt. And he said, let your speech be always with grace. And we know what grace is, the the 
unmerited favor of God that overlooked every sin that we'd ever committed. And he looked straight into heaven on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what to do. Ooh, that's the unmerited grace of God. Neighbor, uh, when I was an old drunk, uh, when George was an old drunk, God looked up to heaven and said, forgive them. They don't know what they do. I'm glad for the grace of God. And it said uh, plainly here, uh, with the grace of God. And... uh, and he said that your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt. We don't want only come under grace. By grace, through faith, are you saved. That not of yourself. It's the gift of Almighty God. And he said to take that grace, every word I say, to bring it with the grace of God that the grace of God brought to my house in 1968. And it's continued for almost 54 years, keeping me. And it needs to be not only with grace, but it needs to be seasoned with salt. Glory to God. That the world would come down under the convicting power of Almighty God. Let me give you a few of the definitions of salt that we looked up. I jotted them down. Permanence or or being permanent. I thought about, and most of you have never been to an old salt box, but I've been to Grandpa's old salt box. And there's salt about that deep in it. And you throw that old ham in there and that old middling. Amen. And they laid the salt to it, covered it up with salt. Way up in the cold winter months. Amen. When there wasn't no 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 vegetation growing, no tomatoes in the garden, and no green beans. You go to that old salt box, roll back that salt, drag out that old ham. Hey, that you get in the store's been done in a fast manner. But that that grandpa fixed had laid there all year. I'd like to tell you something else about that salt. That salt won't go in a froze ham. That grace of God won't come in a cold body. The Lord don't rejoice in the dead. Larry read this morning. If you believe, the Bible said you can be saved. He read out of Matthew. You can go over into Mark's gospel. I believe the 16th chapter. Read the same thing. said if you believe, you'll be saved. But said, if you believe not, you'll be damned. You'll be damned. And I thought about that old ham, and I've seen them. I've literally seen them myself. That around the bone where the ham froze before it took salt, and the maggots got into it. That don't sound too good, but you can't eat that. And it ruined a totally good ham. Can I tell you today, 
why we're not seasoned with salt, we're froze over. Can I tell you the salt, the word of God, can't penetrate our froze souls. Come on, church. It's because we've got too many good things. We've got a car, a house paid for. Our children are healthy. And we're froze over. We don't need the penetration of God. You know what we're doing? We're rottening around the bone. Avery, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure you've went to the smokehouse and thought sure that ham would be good. And the outside was pretty good. But the inside had froze and never took salt. Neighbor, look at our church world today. We're letting little children come to the altar and we're telling them, some of our children, it ain't good to send your children to another church. Some of ours went to Bible school and got some wrong doctrine. Hey, it's easy to change a little child. We need to be seasoned with the Holy Ghost power of God. Hey, we need a doctrine and stick with it. Hey, we don't need to share it and share our children. Amen. We need to keep them. They'll be into enough. We need to keep them as long as we can keep them in the house of God. Amen. Let me go on. And he said it's a permanence and loyalty. So is, is loyalty. You look up the definition of it for yourself. The sole definition is durability and fidelity. That's, that's faithful. That's being uh, faithful. And he says usefulness. And the soul is of great value. And the soul is a purifier. I don't know what about you all, but way before, way before I could go to the doctor, I've soaked my old foot with blisters in salt water. Amen. It was a healer. He was a healer. I don't know what about you all, but I still gargle salt water. Amen. I still soak salt water up my nose, throw my nose up. Amen. Amen. The salt is good. I never realized how great salt was. <laughs> Take an old leaf of lettuce without any salt. What good is a salad without salt? Neighbor, what good is church? Without the Holy Ghost power of God. I might as well be at a Ruthen meeting. Or the Lions Club. I feel more sitting on a bar stool than I have some of these churches that ain't been seasoned with salt. The Bible calls it a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. God help us in Mount Vernon to not come under a form and a fashion. Help us not to change the Word of God. I thought about compassion. Compassion for me is another word of salt. Compassion. Oh, what salt 
when I got a little taste of salt on my tongue, how good it was. When I got a little taste of the Holy Ghost power of God, how good it was. I thought I couldn't tell the boys I work with how good the taste of God was. Let me jump over into Leviticus. I've got it marked, so I'll find it quickly. Leviticus 2 and 13. And it said, Every oblation which is an offering of thy meat offering shall thy season with salt. God's given them over, over in Leviticus the commandments. And he said, Thou shalt season with salt. Neither shall thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offering thou shalt offer salt. What did he say there? He said, Don't let that salt offering be of slackness. Go ahead and put enough salt on it. Go ahead. What did the Bible say? This is the offering to God. Uh, uh, Romans 12 and 1 said, Submit yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. The Bible told us in Leviticus, he said, Don't let this saw offering be in slackness. And I thought about, we want to offer an hour and a half to a service of God. But how about offering another hour and a half to take a food tray where there's a death? Or try to run by a we offering in slackness. We're holding back what God has given us. You know, Janet has reminded me several times, sister. Janet's reminded me what a mouth I got. Amen. And she said, you can go right in to the nursing home and just go to talking with every one of them. Whatever, whatever. And you know, if I let that be in slackness, I've let somebody down. I thought about Butch's gift to the prison. He can go in and Talk to them old homies just like one of them. He might not pastor our church, but he don't need to let his slackness be. He might not be a truck driver, but don't let his slackness be what God has given us to do. Can I tell you something? You can't ride on my pastorship. Hey, you got to offer your own. So, as it said in the old the uh, the uh, old obligation, you can't offer on the altar what I've got. You've got to offer your body a living sacrifice. Let's don't do it in slackness. Let's don't do it in slackness. <clears throat> Has anybody ever read in the Bible about a white of an egg? Well, lo and behold, it's in there. Have you ever read 
where the ringing of the nose bringeth forth blood. It's in there. If you don't think it's true, let me ring your nose. The Word of God's true. The Word of God's true. And he said, let your speech be always, not on Sunday, always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. And that probably means your wife too. Or your husband. We need to give the right answer. We need to know what. Let me jump over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Right quick. Matthew chapter 5. And the 13th verse. He said, Ye, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its Savior or keeping power, wherewith shall ye be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. And the Bible said, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. So we are the light of the world. And he said, if we've lost, in other words, our sorrowness or our Savior, then he said, we're no good for anything. And I thought about, I thought about it yesterday, TJ. Once we have walked away from God, we're no good for nothing. Our testimony is God, no good. We can't go back and season ourselves with salt, amen, to make our testimony anything. All we can do is come back to God and beg for mercy. Today, I see so many that one time carried the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, and their testimony is nothing. They're trodden down. They're cast down. The world is laughing at them. The church is looking at what happened to them. Separation is coming in every home. Sons against daughters and daughters against mamas. Mother-in-law, the Bible speaks about it. Family being busted up. Brother against brother. It's happening in pastorship. It's happening in churches. There's a division in the land today. And it don't just stop in the world. It comes into the church. The Bible said, a house divided can't stand. I've read to you in Matthew. Let's go to Mark. Let's go to the book of Mark. And man, this touched my heart. In Mark, chapter 9. Mark, chapter 9. It did good. It won't take you but a minute to turn over to Mark, chapter 9. We'll read 49 and 50. Can you all hear me all right? Or am I getting this away too far? I know I'm, I know I'm hoarse and rattling. And I forget and I move this thing. 
I want you to hear what God's got to say. Neighbor, I've just read to you in Matthew that we, you, every one of you, are the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. I just have read it to us. I just have tried to tell us about a little piece of tenderloin that's great meat. No fat come right out of the backbone of a hog. It was good, but it didn't have no salt. Therefore, it didn't have no taste. Tenderloin, just a dry piece of meat. Can I tell you something? Look at you. You are pretty, but you ain't nothing but a hunk of dirt. Just a clod of dirt. Amen. When the wind comes along, it'll blow you away. We ain't nothing, church. We ain't nothing. How can I pat myself on the back and say, look what I've done. Look where I've been. Look who I've talked to. Look who I've won. Mm. Mark 49. 9 and 49. Let's read 48. He said, Where the worm doth not, and the fire is not quenched. 49 says, Where there would, for every one shall be salted with fire. Everyone shall be salted with fire. The Bible said, and John said, I baptize you with water. But he said, there's one coming after me, which is Jesus Christ, the darling son of God. And he said, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that fire is a cleanser. That fire will purify, sanctify, and cleanse us up. Neighbor, we jump out here, and I heard a preacher stand behind that pulpit. He said, I hope you catch me in a good day. If you don't, said, I might cuss you out. You know what he needs? He needs sanctifying. Uh, he needs to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, fire from on high. Fire will purge you out. I know you make mistakes, but if I stand and tell you, I'll cuss you out. Bless God, that's premeditated. Can I tell you something? We need to come out from among the world and be a separated people. I know they look at Bill and they say, you think you're perfect. I ain't perfect. I stumble and I fall. I hurt and I ache. But glory to God, I don't plan on cussing nobody. And I won't tell you why. I've been sanctified. I've been, I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. I ain't just been down to the creek up here, Topekio, or the creek over in Little River. Amen. I ain't been baptized just for water that man could do. I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wish I could preach like I want to. 
I just, I just give you the best I got. That's all I can do. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Can I tell you, every sacrifice is going to be salted with salt. Glory to God, and it'll have taste. <laughs> Amen. It'll have taste. You can know that it's been there. The Lord Jesus Christ said, taste on me and see if I ain't good. Just taste on me and see if I ain't good. And he said, salt is good. But if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt. I want you to get this. He said, have salt in yourself. And have peace one with another. Have salt in yourself and peace one with another. I mentioned a while ago, and this just hit me. We worked with the State Department of Transportation. Had to put out salt. And I mentioned to you about the ham. If the ham freezes, the salt won't penetrate and go to the bone. Therefore, it ruins. And we, and I don't know exact temperature, Todd might remember, but there's a temperature on the highway when it gets down so cold. If you don't put salt on before it gets too cold, the salt won't melt it. The salt won't do nothing for it. But if you can put salt on the highway, and then the cold comes, it'll melt from the bottom. Maybe y'all can't relate to this. But what I'm saying, if we're froze over, there's no safety. I mean, we're slick. <laughs> and anybody drives by us, we're not seasoned with salt. And we're not under grace. We're froze over. I remember a time in 77 was shut down. and It just come a hard wind. The road was clear. And it froze over. And there wasn't nobody going. Can I tell you what Satan is trying to do to your heart? He's trying to freeze you over. The Bible said for us to have salt in ourselves. When you get hurt, sis, it's hard to overcome it. When you get knocked down, just for instance, if you fall off a ladder, you don't come back overnight. If Satan can hinder you, I'll use my throat. I can't bounce back like I one time did. But I got news for you. I don't have to stay where I sat. Hey, Amen. I can come back. So if Satan can hurt you, he's doing everything he can. He pull your hair, you know. He pull your hair and make you mad. If he could tell me to quit, he could quit, Bill. He'll do what he can. I'd like to do that while I go and he run that mouth. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Men, Janet gets along great. 
especially the last three weeks. She slept in her bed and I slept in mine. Satan is a separator. I told the doctor, he said, you can't be together. I said, Doc, we've been together 63 years. What are you telling me I can't sleep with my wife? Satan is out to step down. The Bible said in John, kill, steal, and to destroy. Jesus has just said, he gave us authority to be the salt of the earth. And what's that saying? To me, that's the stabilization of the earth. That's the keeping power of the earth. Don't you often tell people, I'm setting me up as God. I'm telling you, we are what the world is looking at. You can't see Jesus, neither can the world. So the only Jesus you're going to see is in you and me, the salt of the earth. When trouble comes to their house, are they going to run to you? How did you handle your last problem? How did you handle the thing that come by your house? Mm. I'm going to tell you when we go through our trials. Let me read that quickly. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourself, and have peace one with another. I found out salt under water eventually melts and goes away. It may leave a white spot, but it'll go away. And eventually it's not salty. It goes away. So we got to have salt in ourselves. We've got to renew ourselves. Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. I've got to hurry. I'm just about done. Don't like much being done. I remember over there and I jotted it down. I had to go look it up in Second Kings. And this was Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha. And the people come to him, and they said, they came back to Jericho. And they said, uh, everything is good here in Jericho. But he said, the water is, is naughty, and the, and the land is barren. He said, it ain't doing nothing. Elisha said, go give me a new cruise of salt. Y'all have all heard this story preached. And Elisha threw the salt in the spring of water. And the Bible said that it's good, that it's made whole. And I've been to Jericho. The land ain't burned. I guess what water I drank was out of a bottle. But the land ain't burned. Amen. God took care of it. And you know what? Jericho's still there. So God, through Elijah, Elisha took care of it. Oh, Elisha got a double portion of what Elijah had. Boy, that's a message in itself. Let me read what he said. <laughs> I thought this was funny. I don't know that I'd... 
Does anybody know there ain't no taste in the white of the egg? I do. <laughs> Jenny fed me white of egg, no salt. That's good, buddy. The book of Job said, Can that which is unsavory, or that that that's no taste to, unsavory, that that's bad, said that that is unsavory, be ye without salt. That's like that tenderloin ain't worth a plug nickel without salt. And this isn't Job. Let me read this, Job 6.6. 6. You said you didn't understand it. If you'll eat a white of egg, you'll understand it. And he said, and Job said, or is there any taste in the white of an egg? That's what Job said. That's the word of God. I ate white of an egg three days, uh, three weeks. <laughs> there ain't enough salt in town to make taste in the white of an egg. And he said, that that's totally unsavory, that ain't no count. Salt ain't going to fix it. If it's done rotten, salt ain't going to fix it. I got one more thought, and I'm going to quit. I laid there in bed about 4 o'clock this morning, Andy. I took a trip. I had my passport and everything this morning. And uh, I took a trip down to the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea in Israel. We got to go there in 95. I want us to get the thought I got today <laughs> laying there in bed. I rolled my britches legs up, pulled my shoes off, and I waded out into the Dead Sea. And anywhere that that would splash up on my britches turned just white right quick. And you all have read some stories on the Jordan runs into the Dead Sea, but there ain't no outlet. And I looked out there, and there laid a lady just laying out there. The water's so heavy, she couldn't sink. And I got a rock or two at the house. I picked up, I'm a rock nut. You can look at my altar until then. I picked up some little rocks when I was there. And uh, I probably got them at the house somewhere. But several years later, I got one of those rocks out and stuck my tongue to it. And it's just as salty, brine as it can be. That rock. I need to go through some drawers, see if I can find my Dead Sea rock. But the thing I got that I need to pass on to y'all, and I hope this ain't boring. There can nothing live in the Dead Sea. No heldramites, crawfish, no fish. It's thick water, so thick they can't sink in it. And they told us in Israel, a lot of years, one to two inches of rain 
is all they got in the rainy season. That's why water was so important. There's no vegetation. They did say there was one old goat, type of goat that could live around the surroundings of the Dead Sea. But right here's my thought. The runoff from the mountains. When the rain comes, and I looked over, and they were just a, a, a sand clay stone cliff over on this side. And the valley's where it washed off when it come a, a good inch rain. And the runoff would run into the Dead Sea. And the runoff from the Jordan River, where the water run off. And I thought about what's happening in our life. The runoff from this world, our news media, the surroundings on our job, our kids at school that we play with. We're getting very little at church. Because we only stay an hour and a half, two hours. But the runoff from this world has made us thick, has corrupted us. And I read just a while back that the erosion and the runoff is filling up the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea. And it makes sense that it's filling up. And I thought as the runoff from the world comes into Lamont and he gets mad on the job, that's a runoff in some of his salt mills. Did you see a pretty girl in Tennessee this week that made you? Said, let's don't talk about that. Let's don't talk about that. That's, that's some of that corruption. I ain't never been to the beach that I didn't see a pretty girl. And I wanted to not look, but I couldn't hardly help it. <laughs> Amen. And that's run off from the world. <laughs> I told a girl one time, she said, sat down. She wasn't a girl, she was a woman. And I said, you wasted your time to try to jerk that down. You ought to put on a longer one before you left. <laughs> Amen. You can't jerk an old sack, but so far. <laughs> Church, we know it's the truth. The runoff from the world. Our, our TVs, our cell phone is an absolute flood in our lives. 
Mine's in the car. Larry, I agree with you. We don't need our phones in the car. One told me their Bible was on it. That's how they read. But mine's on it too, but I read out of my Bible. God loves us today, and we are the salt of the world. We're the salt of the earth. And if we've lost our contact with God, this ain't Baptist doctrine, but if we've lost our contact with God, let's admit it. Let's come back and get some salt in ourselves. My taste bud and the doctor finally told me maybe three months before I could taste. But I thought, if I can taste anything, it'll be salt. And I salted one time, and I salted twice. I salted again. But it just ain't the same. If we fool around and lose enough that we ain't got a taste for God, maybe a long time coming back. Yeah. Church, I love you. I hope you've got a, a tenth out of this message what I've got. I've seen laid in bed this morning. I've seen the, the water run off from the mountains into the Dead Sea and corrupting the water. Minerals, corruption, thickening the water. Our minds have got thick with things of the world. I love you. I'll quit. You are the salt. Are you saved? Who's saved? Who's saved? We are the light of the world. God is depending on us to tell somebody. If you will stand, if y'all will get us a song. Stand. I read it yesterday. Paul said, my heart's desire that Israel be saved. If you're here today, our desire, our desire is that you be saved. If you don't believe the Word of God, eat you an egg while when you go home. The word of God's true church. We are the salt of the world. I ain't going to be here in your way much longer. My destination's out of this world. My destination out of this world. I won't put a little salt on everybody I see. Give everybody I know a little hug. Maybe a little kiss on the cheek. That's a word of God. No, shun nobody. If you're lost today, Jesus will save you. And if you choose to go on lost, the Bible said you will be damned. Choose this day who you're going to serve. 81, just like you are.
Come on as God speaks to your heart. Come as God speaks to your heart. The altar is open. People coming everywhere. People coming to help. Pray. Wouldn't you like to be saved? Wouldn't we like to rededicate our lives? Somebody else. I praise God for everyone that's bowed around this old altar. cut it off. Yeah. Uh, the girl that was here last Sunday needs to uh, pray for her, Mike. Uh, won't go into any detail. God knows the need. Remember uh, Matthew I'd like for you all to remember my Scotty. Uh, sometimes you get up to here about all you can handle, but God knows. Well, I appreciate every one of you that's come today putting up on me. Salt's good. That's what the Word of God says. Yeah. Right. 
You know, when I was in Jerusalem, I don't know what it is now, but our old uh, Pastor Atif there, and one quarter acre of land, one quarter acre was a million dollars. Israel as a whole ain't but about the size of North Carolina, roughly. And the brother pastor, he was a Jew out of Lebanon. And he said there were only 2% Christians at that time. And we're about down to that now here, I think. We're heading there anyway. But his prayer continuous was pray for peace of Israel. When I was there, like I said, in 95, and I, I believe I'm right on this, and 93, I think, but I saw the buildings where the Scud missiles had come through in Israel, the Lord's country. Where they shot scud missiles, Iraq, and tore down the buildings. Don't think it can't happen here. They proved that with the traitors. Anything else on anybody's heart? Amen. Bless your heart, brother. Bless your heart. And the Bible just told us to pray one, one for another. If it looks like it needs salt, salt it. Amen. Be the salt of the world. I love you. Appreciate you. My depths of my heart. James, how about you dismissing us? Lawson.